And welcome to November. And welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Wednesday, November the 1st, 2023. 11 1 60 days to 1 1 if you can believe that or not. Today is All Saints Day, also known as All Hallows Day, following All Hallows Eve, recognizing and thanking all saints and the belief in the bond between the living and the heavenly, following the evil spirits once believed to have lurked last night on All Hallows' Eve, Halloween. The history of Halloween, as I mentioned yesterday, and All Saints' Day goes back hundreds of years and is so, so interesting. November 1st is also Extra Mile Day, as in Go the Extra Mile, established in 2009 by the Extra Mile Foundation, which I guess is a thing, built on the notion that going the extra mile opens doors to new possibilities. In honor of Wednesday Wisdom, or should I say hashtag Wednesday Wisdom, and Extra Mile Day, this morning I tweeted one of my favorite quotes from former Dallas Cowboys quarterback and super successful multi millionaire real estate entrepreneur Roger Staubach, which says, there are no traffic jams along the extra mile. Just think about what that really means. And on the food calendar today is National Cinnamon Day. All right, there are a lot, a lot of headlines from all over the world, obviously, with Iran and Iran proxies continuing to attack U.S. troops in the region. More troops are going to the region. Israel advancing its ground invasion in Gaza. Astronauts going on a spacewalk today. But first, let's go to Capitol Hill. Director, can you say that we do not have either individual foreign terrorists or terror cells affiliated with foreign groups currently operating in the United States? Well, we're not we're not tracking that. But uh, again, I come put back to what it is. The gaps in our intelligence are real. um, And it's something that we have concerns about. That is Florida Senator Rick Scott in a Senate Homeland Security Committee hearing questioning FBI Director Christopher Wray about the number of known terrorists that have crossed our border. And Ray says, although the gaps in intelligence are real and he's concerned about it, the FBI isn't tracking the terrorists. Well, that's comforting. Should I play it again? This is America, right? And it's also good that we're telling the terrorists that the FBI isn't tracking them. Newsmax host Bianca De La Garza was tracking it on Newsline. This very moment on Capitol Hill, the Senate Homeland Security Committee is holding an extremely important hearing. It's about threats to our homeland, terror concerns over the Israel-Hamas war and Biden's wide open border policies are at the forefront. Democratic Chairman Gary Peters and GOP ranking member Rand Paul questioning U.S. Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas and also FBI Director Christopher Wray. Let's get you out to Alana Austin, who joins us live from Washington, who's been uh, listening to the hearings and what's been uh, taking place. Alana, good afternoon. Uh, Give us some of the highlights so far. Obviously, very tough questions being asked. Are they dodging them as we usually see? Well, yes. Interestingly, Bianca, we did hear some exchange from Republican senators and Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary. And in one point, we learned that there's been 600,000 known gotaways in fiscal year 2023. And in total, 1.7 million known gotaways since Biden President Biden took office. I'd also like to recap some of those interesting highlights, as you mentioned, regarding terror threats overall. We hear bipartisan lawmakers agreeing that the threats are only increasing. 
And we also heard concern from FBI Director Christopher Wray that there could be copycats or other hostile actors who attempt to sow discord or commit acts of violence here on our homeland. Now, Ray clarified there's no evidence of foreign terror plots targeting the U.S. right now, but he says this is a time to be vigilant and that we live in a dangerous era. Ray says he's especially worried about gaps in the system that could miss potential radicalized extremists. Right now, Ray says they're carefully following the activities of several people linked to Hamas. He's especially worried about the Jewish community and says while they only account for 2.4 percent of the U.S. population, Jewish people are the victims of 60 percent of all religious-based hate crimes. The reality is that the terrorism threat has been elevated throughout 2023, but the ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of an attack against Americans in the United States to a whole nother level. Okay, so granted, the Israel-Gaza conflict just started a few weeks ago, but again, they're not tracking the terrorists. And since it's the Homeland Security Committee, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was also questioned. Mayorkas did dodge a few questions from Kansas GOP Senator Roger Marshall and other Republican members here on the committee. He gave several different reasons. One, he said he wouldn't weigh into certain issues in this context. He fell back on blaming a broken immigration system. Again, said, oh, they're facing unprecedented challenges. And so that's why the situation is so severe and dire. But I would say in a number of instances, Republicans were visibly frustrated with Mayorkas once again here. That's Newsmax Washington correspondent Alana Austin on Capitol Hill, who did say at the beginning of her report that there have been 1.7 million known gotaways since President Biden took office. Former Michigan Congressman and Senate candidate Mike Rogers spoke about it with Newsmax. A lot to talk about. We just heard from John Kirby. Let's start at the southern border, the chaos yes. and the mess that's down there. Yeah. Uh, John Kirby was asked, you know, did he believe that a terrorist from somewhere in the world is inside the United States? Well, how could they even possibly know? The Biden administration has done an atrocious job down there and especially at keeping track of who the heck has come into our country. Well, you think about all that's going on in the Middle East. You think about the fact that we know that there's an increase in Iranian nationals crossing the border. The CBP tells, tells us that. We know there's over 200 people they've caught on the terrorist watch list and 1.7 million by their estimate, what they call gotaways, meaning they never did get them in custody to identify who they are. Mm -hmm. Out of that 1.7 million, remember, if you're sent here to, to do bad things, your goal is not to get caught by the CBP. That means that there is highly likely that somebody who wants to do ill to the United States is crossing that southern border. This is a huge problem that they can solve pretty quickly. That's what's so frustrating about it. That is former Michigan Rep Mike Rogers, now a Republican Senate candidate on American Agenda. That's 2 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. Also happening in the Senate. The Appropriations Committee is considering a House plan to split President Biden's $1.6 billion aid package for Israel, Ukraine, and the border into two packages, eliminating or separating Ukraine. House Republicans also want to use some of the money that the president allocated to his massive IRS expansion for aid to Ukraine or to Israel. Guess which Republican doesn't want to do that? These um, um, conflicts uh, have to be dealt with strongly and they should be dealt with together. Yep. 
Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, who spoke with Eric Bowling. The concern by the American people is, yeah. is the money being used properly in Ukraine? Yeah, that's a good question. And I'm, I'm for oversight. I am for accounting for every dollar, but I've been to Ukraine four times. Uh, there are a bunch of dead Russian soldiers because of the weapons we've given the Ukrainians. They're fighting like tigers. What would you do if somebody invaded our country? You'd fight back. Russia has lost half of their combat capability. Most Russian soldiers don't want to die in Ukraine. We just need to stick with it. When they get to the Crimea, call me. We need to find a solution to this problem that doesn't make China more likely to invade Taiwan. We need to find a solution to this problem so Russia won't do it again five or six years from now. And that solution is to stick with Ukraine, degrade the Russian military, uh, punish Putin so, so that we so, won't so have may I, Senator, round three. Sen Senator, may I, may I ask that? The, yeah, the, please. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm a libertarian. I, I, I'm against you know these, yeah. these foreign wars. I just yeah. want to get involved. But, but so the theory is that if we yeah. uh, help Ukraine drive Russia into the ground, Russia comes and runs into the waiting open arms of, of China uh, to, to help re, you know, rebuild their infrastructure, rebuild their military. And China's more, more than willing yeah. to do that for an oil deal. That's yeah. the concern. Yeah. Well, here's, here's my concern. Uh, if we pull the plug on Ukraine, China is more likely to invade Taiwan. Russia met with Hamas yesterday. Hamas called Russia their best friend. I think the war goes beyond Ukraine. Putin wants to recreate the old Soviet Union, the old Russian Empire. He's not going to stop until somebody makes it. We haven't lost one soldier. I understand about foreign entanglements. If you told me in 1986 when I was in the Air Force, we could destroy a half of the Russian army, not lose one soldier and spend 5% of our military budget to do it, I wouldn't have believed you. That's actually happened. So we're gonna give sir, sir, can I, you may ask this, may I ask this? It's not 5% yep. of our military budget. Sure. We still have the military budget. This is 100, 200, 300, whatever it ends up being billion X budget, right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's 5% of what we spend on our own Copy. military. Mm -hmm. Now, the Europeans have actually, yeah, have actually spent uh, the same amount of money. Most of it's been humanitarian aid. I can't stress enough. The last time somebody tried to rewrite the map of Europe by force of arms and they were appeased was World War II. If you give in to Putin now, you're opening up Pandora's box all over the world. I would say this, when Donald Trump was president, None of this happened. Everybody was afraid of him. Nobody's afraid of Biden. The bottom line here is weakness breeds more aggression. I hope Trump wins. I think this all ends quickly if he's president in 2025. But until then, we need to make sure the world doesn't come apart more than who, it is. Who can forget? Hamas who can is trying forget? to kill all the Jews. Who can forget the Iranians released the American hostages the day Ronald Reagan <laughs> yeah. was sworn into office for power? Yes. <laughs> Same thing. Yes. Senator, really yeah. good to have you on. Two I, thumbs I, up. I appreciate your time, Senator. Lindsey Graham, thank you. Eric Bowling, host of The Balance, weeknights at 8 o'clock Eastern with South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham, perhaps the Republicans' biggest supporter of funding Ukraine, also a big Trump supporter. On yesterday's Newsmax Daily, I featured a segment with Donald Trump Jr., who told Eric Bowling that he would be in court today, Wednesday, in New York for the fraud case against the Trump empire, which he is the executive vice president of. The Team Trump legal spokesperson, attorney Alina Haba, was in studio yesterday with Carl Higby. 
Elena, you were in court with Donald Trump. He gave a ripping speech the other night, called you the Perry Mason in address for your uh, your takedown of, of uh, one of their star, Letitia James's star witness. What happened in that trial? Uh, regarding Michael Cohen, yeah. we got him to admit um, under oath in an open court that he lied twice. And it shouldn't be surprising at this point. Right. Um, you know, I have to be careful with what I say. Obviously, I'm sure. in the middle of a trial, but it's been widely reported and, and it did happen. It was a pretty epic day. So, That's all I'll say on that one. You know, d barring giving us any legal strategy, what is the Democrat strategy here? I think that's very obvious. I think that what you just spoke about spells it out, right? So they don't want him to win. This all has to do with one thing, and that's 2024. This does not have to do with some library boxes. This does not have to do with him saying, uh, go out there peacefully, peacefully and patriotically on January 6th. This does not have to do with him giving a statement of financial condition to mm -hmm. banks who made money and uh, profited off of giving him loans that were never in default. That just doesn't make sense because... There is no there there. Right. This is all uh, political. This is all AGs, DAs trying to make a name for themselves, the Fannie Willis's of the world who nobody knew beforehand. And, you know, they will have a name for themselves. Unfortunately, when we win, it will not be a good one. Well, speaking of somebody trying to get a name for himself, Chris Christie spoke out on Morning Joe of all places hmm. about Trump's legal battle. Listen to what he said. This is deadly. It's done. He's going to be convicted. But it's over. Can't he run for president and put a delay, 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 delay and get out of it? Well, I don't think he can delay it. No, I, I, I don't have the impression that this district court judge in Washington um, is amenable to delay. I mean, this is the guy who gave us Christopher Ray, by the way. So don't get me started <laughs> on Chris Christie. I, I saw Chris Christie in a restaurant once and he told me, Alina, be nice to me. I'll never forget it. And it was before he had decided to run. Now I know why. Yeah. I'm not going to be that nice to you, Chris. Yeah. You're not doing well. He's not doing well. And he's, his whole shtick right now is to piggyback on talking about Trump. Frankly, just like Michael Cohen did. Yeah. You just piggyback and try and get a name for yourself, and it doesn't work. He's failed at many times in politics. He's going to fail again, clearly. And frankly, he should just drop out at this point, in my opinion. Well, I think so, too. I mean, look, you have the former vice president who... <laughs> dropped out early, like couldn't hold a candle. I mean, it's pretty clear who the American people preferred. Carl Higby with Trump attorney Alina Haba. And what about the gag orders? Let's talk about the gag orders real quick, because these things are just absolutely whack to me. Yeah. Um, he's campaigning for president of the United States again, and they're putting gag orders on him to what he can and can't say about a trial that is actually fueling his campaign, raising millions of dollars on it. How is this... Like, could they even possibly throw him in jail? What would that look like? <laughs> he's protected by Secret Service, True. period. So I always tell people when they're panicked, listen, he's protected by Secret Service, number one. Number two, he did nothing wrong. So when people go to jails because they've done something wrong, yep. do we have crooked situations in and out of court? Absolutely. Could they try? Probably, but it won't work because there is still trial process. There is still facts. And unfortunately, they're not going to win on the facts. Secret Service will always protect President Trump. That's the truth. They have to wherever he is. But it's not an, it's not even something we think about, to be honest, because this is all political. It's really not. He's, there's no criminal acts that he's done. There's no civil wrongs that he's done unless making money for banks is a civil wrong all of a sudden. Orange man bad. I mean, that's, it's that's terrible. the crime. It's Trump derangement syndrome yeah. at its best. I'm not worried about him. He's not worried. And, and the American public shouldn't be worried. Yeah. He's succeeding for a reason.
Attorney Alina Haba, general counsel for the Save America Pact and legal spokesperson for former President Donald Trump on Frontline with Carl Higby. That's 5 o'clock Eastern, a must-watch Newsmax program. So Don Jr. is testifying today. Eric Trump and Ivanka are also scheduled to testify in New York at some point. And at some point, you've heard each of them say they have nothing to hide and have done nothing wrong. And they're all willingly testifying. Well, I'm not sure willingly, but they're doing it. As Israel expands its ground invasion of Hamas in Gaza, concern for the more than 200 hostages, including possibly dozens of Americans, maybe more than 100, is growing. We're hearing about the civilian casualties. We're hearing about Hamas casualties. We're hearing all this strategic stuff, funding from Washington, more U.S. troops headed overseas, by the way. You can read about that at Newsmax.com. But... What about the hostages, the number one priority? Newsmax Jerusalem correspondent Daniel Cohen visited the hostage headquarters where family members have gathered. Hamas terrorists kidnapped a nine-month-old baby. And his great uncle was here along with other. This is the hostage headquarters, as I was introducing earlier. Uh, There are plenty of families that have loved ones that were taken, some missing, some don't know anything. They have no information Uh, But they come here, they hold signs, um, people hug, they cry. Uh, There was a violinist, the guitar player, people come and play music to try to soothe them. It's not normal, okay? It's not normal. People here are not okay. Yeah, this is the video that that we shot earlier. And you can see people sitting and visiting. And that man, I wanted to introduce, look, teddy bears, uh, that that long. People, there's a new one here. It's It's completely filled up. The one that you saw, they rolled a new one out tonight. People are signing condolences, well wishes more teddy bears, leaving flowers. That's the man right there I was talking about. His name is Yair Keshet. And look at the nine-month-old baby. That's the youngest hostage that's uh, in captivity right now. And so I spoke with him, and he very calmly, coolly collected, shared the story about how he has six family members that were kidnapped. Two are confirmed dead. Four that you saw in the photo there, he has no idea how they're doing. But when I asked how he's coping with all this, this is what he said. They are not people. They are monsters. I don't know if somebody exists like this. There is something like this. I mean, burn, burn children, uh, cut off their head, burn them. I mean, they are not human beings. Why not to get, to put pressure on Hamas to give lists? Lists of people that they are holding. What is the status with them? Nothing. There is no information about them. In a somber display and empty dinner table that we shot earlier, it's, it's set up. You can see it there, actually, right behind me. It's, it's 200 people deep, 200 people long there. There's candles right now. There's photos. There's high chairs next to the regular uh, adult place settings there. And there, this, here we go. It's a very painful reminder to, there's more than 200, 240 or so is, is what's believed to be missing in this moment. And Prime Minister Netanyahu, who you saw in the war cabinet, they've been negotiating, they've been trying to get all the hostages released. It's very frustrating, uh, you know, because Hamas doesn't operate by any set of kind of rules of war. These are not soldiers. Uh, They're monsters. Qatar has helped broker the release of four, four so far, including two Americans. 
That is Newsmax correspondent Daniel Cohen in Israel. The fact that possibly dozens of Americans, maybe more than 100 Americans, are being held hostage and U.S. troops in the region are coming under attack, I'd like to be hearing more about hostages out of Washington. This is Pentagon spokesperson Brigadier General Pat Ryder in yesterday's Pentagon news conference. We're coordinating closely with the Israelis to help secure the release of the hostages held by Hamas, including American citizens. Hopefully the lack of talk from Washington about the hostages and the troops is strategic and intentional. In other news, two NASA astronauts at the International Space Station are conducting a six-hour spacewalk today to retrieve some communications equipment. That's always fascinating. And a lot of people keeping an eye on the markets today is the day the Federal Reserve will make that much-anticipated interest rate announcement. Yay or nay on moving rates or not will definitely move the markets one way or the other. There's also more big corporate earnings on the calendar today. Markets opened mixed this morning. The Dow and the uh, S&P were slightly lower. The NASDAQ was slightly higher. But when that Fed announcement comes out later, that's when the you-know-what could hit the fan. You can keep up with all the news on Newsmax, which is available on most major cable systems, including Comcast, Cox Cable, Xfinity, AT&T, Spectrum, and many others, and on streaming platforms like Apple TV, Amazon, Roku, Pluto, and more. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Newsmax Daily. Enjoy the rest of your hump day and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.